you're a nonprofit leader and you have set your personal and professional development goals, it's time to start measuring them. But how do you measure things as elusive as increased confidence, handle tough conversations better, be more emotionally intelligent, be a better strategic thinker? How do you measure those things and ensure that you are being successful this year at completing your goals. Today, we're gonna to talk about five ways that you can measure your goals, even if they seem like immeasurable goals. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. If you set a goal this year to save money or lose weight, it's easier to measure those. You stand on the scale and you look at your bank balance. Those are tangible things that you can measure. We often get tripped up when we're looking at our own goals and saying, yes, I get it, I need to do this thing, feel more confident, spend more time doing strategic thinking, give staff recognition. But how do I measure those things and if they're actually working and making a difference for me and growing myself and my leadership development? A couple things are going to help you. One is we do not achieve a goal by doing one simple thing typically. There's a process of getting there and often that process of getting there is a habit. So one of the things that you can start measuring is the habit that's gonna help you get to that point. So if your goal is more work-life balance this year, you might be measuring how many times you actually left work at five or six o'clock, whatever the ending day is for you. So you're measuring the habit of leaving work on time that will give you the result of feeling more of that work-life balance. So measuring the habit is one way to do it. The other way is to measure the tool. So if you're learning to be better at focusing, measure how often you use the tool that's helping you get to that increased focus. I talked in the last podcast about using meditation as a way to help you be better at focusing. So you might measure the number of times that you meditate. So measure the habit, measure the tool. And then the third thing I'll say is measure the journey. So there are, again, points that take you to getting to where you want to go. I had a group of ladies that I was working with yesterday, and two of them identified that they wanted to do further education this year. One of them indicated her next step was to actually sign up. Great. She's done some of the pre-work, though. The other lady indicated, I just need to open the site and look at the options. So she's back here. Measuring that journey, it might be, you know, look at the options is one part in the journey. Tick, did that piece. Made a decision. Tick, did that piece. Actually registered. Tick, did that piece. There are actually three parts that you can measure to getting to the end point. So measure the habit measure use of the tool or measure the journey. When we're doing our measurement, again, we're often thinking of a measuring tape. So what are some measuring tapes that we can use to measure those habits or those tools or those journeys that we're using? The first one I wanna talk about is one that we all use, it's the tick boxes. How many times did I do it? We can use tick boxes for a number of things. One of the ways that I like to use sort of ticks either tick boxes or you know how you do one, two, three, four, five and cross it off, things like that, is to measure the micro moments that I do of wellness every day. So if you are a member of the training library, if you've followed my blogs, you know that I teach a course called Wellness at Work. And the key here is if we're looking to be more balanced, more energetic, stamina that we're looking for to get the job of leadership done, 
We need to take care of ourselves throughout our day. We need to have a drink of water. We need to get up and go to the bathroom. We need to eat. We need to move, you know, do those things that help us feel better during the day, pour back into our tank because our tank is draining all day. So how do you know if you're progressing at that? For me, it is simple little indicators in my daytime or every day of I aim for five micro habits a day. I try and do more if I can, but five is my goal. And so I either mark them, like I say, one, two, three, four, five, or I'll actually say, you know, I'll do SQ because I did 10 squats. So that would give me an SQ. Or I went for a walk that will give me a W and I just put whatever the micro habit is. I got all this little kind of code for it. So I know what they are. And my aim is for five. If I can get five in a day, I know that I'm doing well. I then turn that into a percentage. So at the end of the week, I add all my scores up. Five times seven is 35. I take whatever I've got, 28, 32, 37, whatever I've got. And I give myself a percentage. I can see if I'm on track or improving or falling off the wagon and I need to get back on track. So that measurement of simply ticking off in my daytimer allows me to do that. It could be that you want to do more staff recognition. You might create a page at the back of your daytimer where you're like, at least once a week, I wanna give somebody staff recognition. So I talked last week about goal setting and you know 90 days. So maybe you just take one month at a time and you mark off you know, four tick boxes, and maybe you don't even know whose name is gonna go in them. So you make a little square and an underline so that you can fill those in. And then you can look and see, did I fill those four in? And maybe you get a bonus five, maybe you only filled three in, and you're like, oh, it needs a little bit of work. But it's a way to measure that progress. If you're just relying on your brain and going, hmm, did I actually give somebody recognition this week? Or who all did I give it to? Our brain's got way too much stuff going on. And the measurement allows us to sort of track, but also feel good and go, yeah, I got 60% on this month. I'm going for 70% next month. And it allows us to see where we're at. It could be little squares in your daytimer again, sticky note on your desk, whatever works for you. Did I take a lunch break today? Tick, tick, tick. And it's that way of measuring. And again, pull it together as a percentage at the end of the week, if that works for you, like four to five, I got two out of five, what was going on? What, you know, what do I need to do to make this score better next week? And it gives you that uh, gamifying against yourself to kind of go, Ooh, here I am. Here's where I want to be. Maybe it's that you just want to spend five minutes a day kind of reviewing your to-do list, your appointments, kind of deciding what you're going to do before you jump into email. Again, did I do it? Just tick it off. And it gives you that ability to measure whether you are improving, staying steady, if that's where you want to be at, or sliding off and you need to do some work. So tick boxes, great way to do the measurements. Another way that I often do with clients for more of the elusive stuff is a Likert scale. That's sort of one to 10. On a scale of one to 10, how energetic did you feel today? And you might sort of do that on two or three, and maybe not for like a you know, 52 weeks of the year. But for two or three weeks or a week at a time, you might be, I'm going to measure when I get to the office, lunchtime and in the end of the day, scale of one to 10, how energetic do I feel? You know, zero, ready to fall asleep, can barely drag my butt through the day. 10, woo, bouncing around like an energizer bunny. Where am I at? And you know, maybe your goal is to be at a seven. I just want to have a bit of energy and feel like I have the ability to to have that stamina, I've got an evening meeting, or I know that I've got some tough stuff, I want that energy to get through the day. 
And if you measure on that Likert scale for like I say, one or two or three weeks, you'll get a sense of, ooh, I fall off in the, in the afternoon, which comes back to those micro moments. That's maybe where I need to do a micro moment right after lunch to boost some of that energy, fill that tank back up. Or on Wednesdays, I know Tuesday nights I'm out late and so I'm up later. Wednesdays, my energy's down a little bit and I have to schedule accordingly because if I have a heavy day Wednesday and I haven't slept well, sleep is incredibly important to me, then I know that it's gonna be a bit tougher. So just that measurement of that Likert scale helps you measure your energy. You might also use it to measure how confident you feel. Perhaps you're working on developing confidence in your reading a book. Maybe you're having some coaching with me. Maybe you are doing some work around those thoughts and, and managing your thoughts. And again, you could just sort of say, I'm looking to be, and here's where it's important to be specific. I'm looking to be more confident in staff meetings. Again, end of staff meeting, just quickly give yourself a score, six, seven, eight, two. How confident did you feel in that meeting? Just trust your gut, write a number down. Don't overthink it. And then over time, you'll see where the numbers are and you'll be able to kind of go, oh, interesting. And again, just it gives you some information about is the work that I'm doing having the impact I want it to have? Am I getting towards my goal? Because if I'm not, then I got to come back to what are the habits? What are the, the tools I'm using? Maybe that book isn't the right book. Maybe I need to study the book more. Maybe I need to apply the concepts in the book. Maybe I need to take a course. Maybe I need to do a bit more work around that competence piece, take a course on whatever, maybe, maybe public speaking. You know, maybe you're not comfortable in staff meeting because you're not very good at speaking. And so maybe the competence is the piece that you need to work on rather than just managing the thoughts in your head. All the thinking in the world isn't going to give you increased skills. You have to learn how to do some things. So again, that Likert scale of how confident do I feel gives you the measurement you're looking for to see if you're reaching your goal. A Likert scale could be how prepared did I feel for the meeting? If you are running from meeting to meeting to meeting and you're always kind of frazzled and feeling like you're never preparing, maybe you just need that Likert scale to go, okay, I'm going to spend more time preparing for a meeting, but I want to know if it's making a difference. Did I feel prepared? Scale of one to 10. That simple gut feeling of a score is going to help you see if you're actually working towards your goal. The next one is just, did I do it? Yes or no. And so, you know, you can make a list and start crossing them off. I want to read these three books this year. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe it's that you want to finish a course or a lesson. Did I do it? Yes, done. And again, that course or that lesson isn't going to maybe change how you feel specifically, but it's the thing that's going to help you to have that shift that you're looking for. So maybe you're looking to have more of those difficult conversations and do them with confidence. So you need to finish the course on conflict resolution. Maybe you're looking to be more productive. So you're going to finish that book, getting things done. It could also be the completion of something like meditation time. Again, I want to be more focused. I want to manage my thoughts better. I want to be calmer. Okay, I know that meditation is one of the things I need to do to get there. So you could just measure, did I do it today? Yes or no. Did I do it today? Yes or no. Did I do it today? Yes or no. Just a simple yes or no, finished, done, complete. That's going to give you that answer. So first tool is those tick boxes. Give yourself a percentage of how many of them you got. Second one is that Likert scale, you know, on a scale of one to 10. Third one is, did I do it? Yes or no. The fourth one is around tracking time. So again, let's just take the meditation. Did I spend two minutes a day meditating now? I want to get up to 10 minutes a day. So you're measuring time. If you're wanting to do more strategic thinking time, you're measuring the time you got your hands off the computer and went 
at the table or went for a walk and did more thinking time. Maybe you're measuring the time you're spending journaling. Perhaps you're looking at, you know, we're, we're talking about that pause, ponder, pivot, proceed. How much time did I spend kind of going through that cycle and looking at a challenge I'm having and doing that pondering and looking at my thoughts, feelings, body sensations? How much time am I actually spending every week or every day doing that inner reflection? Did I spend time doing those self-reflective exercises, the using the journal prompts that Kathy gave me or filling in the gratitude journal that we've been working on so I start to feel better? You might also track time you spend with a mentor or a coach or your guru of choice. How much time are you spending learning, developing, growing? How much time are you spending investing in yourself? Again, that in itself isn't going to absolutely make sure that you reach the goal, but it's an indicator. And often that measurement is the indicator that keeps you going on the journey. The fifth measure that you can use is the development of something like a mind map. Often I find that when I'm working with leaders, they're looking at thinking outside the box, thinking strategically, pulling ideas together. Maybe it's creating something or working through something. And sometimes we get so linear in our head, we're like this, this, trying to rationalize it or make it fit into the boxes. And you need to just get out of that way of thinking and think in a different way. I had one client who was trying to, you know, make sense of how to reorganize her staff and, you know, had some positions that she was hiring for. How do I make this all work? That's the perfect time to get away from the desk and sticky note or cue card or big pieces of paper, or whiteboard, and start mapping it out. And so you might be measuring how many times in the next three months, you know, we're talking about 90 days plan here. How many times do I make mind maps? Because that will be an indicator that you're stepping away from the task, doing the, the straight linear thinking and starting to think outside the box, starting to strategically think, starting to use different ways of coming up with solutions or addressing issues or moving yourself forward. It might be that you do that mind mapping around, here's the thought, here's the body sensation, here's the emotion, what's the trigger? And the more you map that out, the more times you're gonna see how every time I'm in conversation with a person like this, that trigger of insignificance, you know, gets gets triggered. Or every time I'm in sense of overwhelm, it's because I haven't done my meditation, my planning, whatever it is. And when you map it out, you can start to see the connections and, and draw the lines and then have the ahas that you're looking for. Let's walk through one more example. Let's imagine that you want to become more emotionally intelligent. How can you tick box that off? How can you do that sort of percentage? Perhaps it's just simply that you Every day in your day timer, write down two or three emotions that you were feeling. Good, tick box, done it. In the emotional control course inside of the training library, there are several worksheets to work through to help you become more emotionally literate so that you have different language for that emotion. It could be that you just tick off the number of worksheets that you've done in that course. If it's a Likert scale, how in control did I feel of my emotions in that meeting, in that conversation? Do I feel like I'm out of control? My emotions are controlling me, zero. Or do I feel like 10, I'm in control of my emotions and I'm creating the emotional experience I want. Likert scale for emotional intelligence. Completion of, right? Did I do it? Yes or no? Did I mark down my emotions today? Yes. Did I finish that book on emotional intelligence? Yes. Did I meditate so that I can be more emotionally intelligent? Focus on the three or four things you wanna do in the next 90 days. And did I complete those things? Tracking time. 
am I spending time in, maybe you've created an emotional dictionary where you're like, anger, what else is under anger? What else do I feel? And you're starting to play around with those of you who have done any work with me know that I often will pull out the feeling wheel and we'll start to look at, okay, what other emotions are there? Frustration, irritation, embarrassment, I'm horrified. All of those emotions can help you understand differently what's going on and then help you manage that emotion. So if we're talking about tracking time, it's how much time am I spending playing around with the feeling wheel? Then the development of that mind map. Have I started to map out all the crazy emotions that I feel and what triggers those emotions or what helps me manage those emotions or what new thoughts am I creating? Have I mapped that out? So all of those things that you are doing to help you reach the goal can be measured in different ways. You can tick box them off, you can create a Likert scale for them, you can create just a yes, done, no, not done yet, still need to do. You can track the amount of time that you've put into it and you can track whether you've created those mind maps to do it. Those five methods are gonna help you understand if you're moving towards your goal attainment, if you're seeing progress and will help you course correct when necessary. Do the inner work of setting your goals, measuring your goals, and completing your goals. Because it's that inner work that's gonna shift you from surviving to thriving in both your leadership and life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. <music>